Hi, I'm Andy Chamberlain, and this is the Creative Writers Toolbelt, the podcast that gives you practical advice and encouragement to help you with your writing. You can find out more at my website, andrewjchamberlain.com, where you can also find out about the Creative Writers Toolbelt handbook, which condenses all of the very best advice and insight from my expert guests and me in one place. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Creative Writers Toolbelt podcast, and it's helpful to you on your writing journey. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 160 of the Creative Writers Tool Belt. Yes, I know I said I was stopping the podcast, and I am feeling a fleeting sense of embarrassment to be talking to you again like two days after I said the podcast was officially closing at the end of March. But that embarrassment will probably pass soon enough. I can be pretty shameless when I need to be. And my excuse, which I think is a fairly good one, is that we now have the virus to contend with. The world is in the grips of COVID-19 with all of the trauma, cost and in some cases tragedy that has attended this crisis. And one of the consequences of this is that some of you now have to be at home. Some of you may be extremely busy because you're a key worker. And if you are, we salute you, all of us. Thank you for doing what you're doing. But for those of you writers who have now got a little bit of time on your hands and maybe you're at home and maybe there isn't so much for you to do, I've decided to postpone the end of the podcast so that I can give you a couple more episodes, maybe two or three, I don't know exactly yet. And these will be conversations with fellow writers and editors who I think have something to say to us while we're going through all of this uncertainty and enforced isolation. So my guests and I will be exploring the impact of everything that's happened on how we work and live as writers and maybe looking at how we can even take advantage of this situation. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking to two guests who are not only writers, but also successful entrepreneurs and marketers of themselves and their work. So we'll be looking at advice and tips for practicing our craft, but also for marketing our work and ourselves during these times. But before I get to that conversation, if you are listening to this episode between the 3rd and 8th of April, I have a huge offer for you to use on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk. First of all, my latest novel, The Centauri Survivors, which normally retails on Kindle at $3.99, is on sale for the next week for just 99 cents. If you're stuck at home and you need a good read, and maybe you want to see me showcase some of the lessons that I've learned from doing the podcast for the last six years, please check out this title, the Centauri Survivors. It's available from the 3rd to the 8th of April inclusive, 99 cents on Amazon.com and 99p on Amazon.co.uk. Also, if you really want to get stuck into some writing and you're looking for a reference work that you can refer to to help you with anything from story structure to character to theme to point of view, genre, style and much more for the next week, the Creative Writers Toolbelt Handbook, the handbook which accompanies this podcast, which normally retails for $9.99 on Kindle, is going to be just a tenth of that price. I've slashed the cost of this title to just 99 cents or 99p for the next few days, 3rd to the 8th of April. So if you were ever going to get a copy and you haven't got one yet, now is the time to get one. Use it to help you kickstart that writing project that maybe you can work on now during this extraordinary period of time we're living through. So both of those titles, The Centauri Survivors and The Creative Writers Toolbelt Handbook, will be just 99 cents on Amazon.com, 99p on Amazon.co.uk for the next few days. Get them while they're hot. 
And so back to this episode, how can we as writers cope and even thrive in this current crisis? How do we get the work done, keep on top of the marketing, and perhaps most important of all, look after ourselves during this extraordinary time? Well, to help me answer these questions, I am joined by two writer entrepreneurs, Wendy H. Jones and Abidemi Sanusi. And we'll be exploring these topics and a number of other ones in this conversation. I had a great time talking to these two. I hope you enjoy listening to what we have to say. Here it is. So, Abidemi and Wendy, it's great to have you on this extra um, episode of my podcast. I thought I was going to stop, but I'm not going to stop just yet. Uh, because we live in interesting times and we're going to be talking a little bit about that uh, in this episode. So, but uh, welcome to both of you. Uh, it's great to have you on the Creative Writers Toolbelt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'd like to ask each of you to tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, you can include anything you like, a little bit about your work, writing, whatever. We'll start with you, Wendy, anyway. Tell us, tell us a little Thank bit about you. yourself. Well, you know me, Andy. I'm always willing <laughs> to talk about myself, so... <laughs> Um, I'm Wendy. I'm author Wendy H. Jones. Uh, The H is frightfully important because if you look up Amazon without the H, you get all sorts of funny results. It isn't me. So (laughs) Wendy H. Jones. Um, I've been writing for about uh, six, seven years, and I think I've got about 15 books out now. I've lost track, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I write adult crime books set in Dundee in Scotland. I write uh, adult humorous mystery set in Dundee in Scotland. Uh, young adult mystery set, guess where? Dundee in Scotland. And then I have a picture book, a children's picture book, which isn't set in Dundee, but is set in Fife in Scotland. And that's about a little uh, buffalo that goes missing. And he went missing in real life. And I was asked to write the story of what would happen while he was running around Fife on his own. Hence the reason it's not set in Dundee. So I can literally cover you from the cradle to the grave. Um, I also write non-fiction books for um, writers. I've got one called Motivation Matters and one called Power Pack Book Marketing that I'm currently rewriting. And it's going to be, um, it's going to come out as Marketing Matters and be rebranded and it's going to have a lot more in it. So I'm completely rewriting it. It's starting from scratch, really, because as you'll find out, marketing moves on so fast. I'm also the president of the Scottish Association of Writers. I'm the secretary of the Society of Authors in Scotland and the webmaster for the Association of Christian Writers, <laughs> just in case I don't have enough to do with my time. And I uh, run a writing group in Dundee called City Writers, which is affiliated to both the Scottish Association of Writers and the Association of Christian Writers. And I run a podcast for writers called The Writing and Marketing Show, if I'm allowed to mention that on another podcast. Which yes, I you are. Shouldn't. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so you're keeping busy as ever, Wendy. Always busy. <laughs> Although I have to say, as you'll find out a bit later on, I'm not quite as busy as I was because I did a lot of events all over the world. And we'll discuss this later, but I've had things cancelled like a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously we're going we're gonna to get into that whole subject uh, in a moment. But um, Abidemi, let's let's come to you then. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that was a marvellous introduction, Wendy. Um, I don't know how you're still living and breathing after having all that stuff to do. <laughs> um, so over to me, uh, I'm an yeah. author. I've written, um, I write fiction and non-fiction. Um, my 10th or 11th book, I really can't remember at this point, is coming out in June 2020. 
published by Jacaranda Press, and it's a fiction book. I think they're still trying to work out if it's commercial fiction or literary fiction, and it's called Looking for Bono. Um, and uh, just a bit about me, born in Nigeria, I've been in this country for a very, very long time now. I'm one of those confused people who really don't know where they fit in the world. When I go to Nigeria, I am really British, and when I'm here, I feel really Nigerian. Um, but um, I'm fully human, apparently, I've been told. So, <laughs> that's <good>. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a citizen of the world. Um, in terms of my writing, um, like I said, I do fiction and nonfiction. I do inspirational and just um, general fiction, um, general stuff. I've written, uh, I write, I've written devotionals for the U version Bible people, for the Bible Readers Fellowship, for Inspire Women Every Day. And on the flip side, I've also been uh, what they call a ghostwriter or a co-writer, mm. um, writing biographies for people. And on the flip side, I've also written commercial fiction, as I mentioned a couple of times, one of which was um, nominated for a literary award. In the past, I've also uh, ran my own boutique content business, providing content on digital marketing expertise to um, all the big brands um, basically around the world. So people like, I don't know, Northern Antivirus, quite a number of uh, brands like that. Um, in terms of what I'm doing now, to be honest, I'm just really enjoying um, writing because I love it. Because mm. I think for a long time, it was my full-time job. I know it sounds really weird and it just was that. But now I'm actually getting to enjoy it as um, a passion and a hobby and a job in itself. But for a very, very long time, I think my position is quite unique. I've, we've talked about this before, Andy, when I was on, mm. on the show previously. Yes. It was just like this horrible job that I had to do. <laughs> but now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but now I'm really, really enjoying it. Even the marketing bit, because in, uh, in my normal life, uh, my nine to five, I do digital marketing. Um, so yeah. I really, I chose to do that because I was sick and tired of working from home and being you know, cooped up all day writing books. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Conscious decision, if you remember, to go out into the. I do. Yeah, to go back. I remember to the you saying or, that, and, and yes. it, it, it's particularly appropriate <laughs> subject right now because I do yeah. remember you talking about how you found being kind of cooped up at home not ideal. So, I yeah. mean, we may we might explore that in the context of how you, how your life is right now in a moment. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons why I'm pleased to have both of you on this particular episode is. Not only are you writers, uh, but you're also both got some experience in terms of marketing, marketing generally and marketing your own work. So maybe we yeah. can explore both of those things as we as we talk about this stuff. So the reason I'm having it doing this podcast episode, um, people listening to this as the episode is launched will know all about this. People listening to it at some point in the future. Remember that virus thing that happened? This is <laughs> we're in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Um, so. I want to ask both of you, first of all, how has, how has this COVID-19 pandemic impacted on you personally and on your work? Um, when did you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm always, as I say, happy to go. Um, <laughs> it's had a huge impact on me because as well as being an author and all the other things I've mentioned, I'm also an international public speaker and I do a lot of different events um, all over the world. And I've had 19 events cancelled <laughs> Wow. between now and June. Um, so you can imagine that has a big impact on me as a writer uh, to be able to go out and speak to people. But it's also had a big impact on my income uh, mm. because mm. you get paid to do these things and you sell books. But 
it has made me think creatively and out of the box. So you can do things a lot of different ways. And we're just proving this because this has been recorded via um, a program called Zoom. And there's a lot of things happening on that. A lot of virtual events are happening. And I'm quite good at networking. So I'm calling on the networks that I have to be able to... um, you know, make changes in the way I do things and to keep in touch with people and to keep in touch with what you're doing. But also, you would think that being at home all day, you would get more written. But I'm so used to flying around the place, writing in between as I'm running around, that suddenly having this massive space to write in, you think, oh, I've got all day. I don't need to write yet. And then you find Mm. it's midnight and you haven't done very much. (laughs) So, I mean, we're going to get on to routine. And that's a good thing because motivation and routine, I think, are key at the moment um, for everybody. And it's more crucial that we actually um, get into that because COVID-19 COVID uh, and being stuck at home is having a huge impact on the normal delivery of things. And you wouldn't think so for a writer, but it certainly is. Can I just add, uh, this, this, mm. this is the most difficult part of it for me. I've had a book signing in Paris cancelled. <laughs> oh, dear. So you could have been off to Paris. I was meant to be in Paris in May signing. Oh, up. dear. But hey-ho, <laughs> I'm hoping it's all over by August because I've got a, a nine-week tour of the United States. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, so yeah. what about you, Abby Demi? How has, how has this virus thing impacted your work and your life? I think in some respect it hasn't made any difference at all. And I think in some it has. So, okay. for example, um, I work for one of the well-known finance institutions in the city as a writer as part of the digital marketing team working on content and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah so for the most you know so i had a flexibility to work from home so you know this sure. is the, all the equipment for use so in that case in that sense my life hasn't changed that much so being at home is for me is the norm however so so but i'm still doing the routine doing the things like like uh, when just the routine is really really important so i'm still going out i know we're on the lockdown but i'm still going out early in the morning to go for my walk go for my run do my exercise i can't go to the gym because it's shut down yeah however yeah. but i will go out for a run about six or seven a.m come back you know do youtube use the stretch bands because that really actually does set you up for the day and in terms of the actual writing itself i think um because I've been in this for quite a long time, I know the things and I know the seasons. I know the, the way that I work. So I'm very conscious about using my time wisely. I do not put mm. pressure on myself. I think the mental stuff, it's really, really important because I think mm. a lot of people that are working from home, they find themselves at home or they have dreams about writing and they have all these amazing, grandiose plans about how they're going to write masterpieces by the end of this quarantine, so to speak. <laughs> But you know what I mean? But life doesn't work like that. And I think for me, the concern is going on Instagram, going on social media, seeing all these things. And people are like, right, I'm, I'm at home. I'm working from home. So yeah. all these things. So when we emerge from this season of home hibernation, I want to show that I've done something about this dream or this passion. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's important to be realistic about what you can or can't achieve. Um, so, and in terms of marketing, again, like Wendy says, it's about being able to think outside the box and being able to basically just reach out to people. So a lot of the stuff that is happening, um, they're happening online. And actually in the next, um, this weekend, I'm putting a, um, put together a marketing plan 
And usually I'm quite good, to be honest with you, because I start doing this stuff like six months before. But for various reasons, like time and all the rest of it, I really haven't had the opportunity to do that. So I've got a book coming out in about, uh, yeah, in about 10 weeks. This weekend, I'm going to sit down and just mm. start putting that plan into place. Mm. You need to have a marketing plan. When you talked about loving networking, the best way to basically accelerate your marketing and get more visibility, more eyeballs on your stuff is by, if you can, working with other people because there is strength in numbers. Mm. Mm. Now, both both of you have talked about um, the importance of routine and you've kind of hinted at, at the discipline that that requires. I'd wondered if we could just explore that for a moment. Um, again, let's come, let's start with you, Wendy. What, what do you do to provide routine and, and structure to your day? And, and what are the, what are the kind of good things that we should all be doing? Do you think, what's your advice on that area? Well, I, it's difficult to get into a routine when you're not used to being at home all the time. So it's working mm. on one. Um, I'm quite fortunate and I can write anywhere I want in my house. So I'm rattling around in it on my own and it's fairly large. Um, so, but you don't actually physically have to be in the same spot. Now, one of the things I talk about in terms of motivation is trying different places. So I can go okay. to whatever bit of the house I fancy going to. Um, I've started with my writing group um, to get us all writing every day between half 10 and 11 every morning, starting today, we're actually going to do a writing sprint so for half an hour at 10.30, we're all going to write together. And then at the end, we'll share how many words we've done, how we've felt, yeah. how we've got on. And that's making people to start writing because it's so easy mm. when you're at home to just kick around and not have a routine and think, oh, I can do the dishes first. Oh, I think I'll just hoover the lounge. Oh, I think the bathroom needs cleaning. You know, it's funny how when you're meant to be writing or editing, the house suddenly needs to be spotless, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so actually yeah. basically saying to people I'm going to be writing at this time by the time that half an hour is finished you're into the routine of writing you're thinking oh I know what's going to happen next and you carry on writing now I know 10 30 might seem quite late but it's funny how all these other things do take priority you know or mm. people want to go out shopping because they want to go while there's still food in the shops and things like that so it's I think getting started is the biggest issue and making sure that you ring the changes so you don't get bored. So if you can move around, do it. If you can do different things, listen to music and things like that. It may be that you listen to a song to get started and then you get started. So mm. it's making sure that you have a time when you want to start writing by and then you do it or having a time using a diary you know you can put in mm. a diary I've got a to-do list next to my computer um, and it breaks things up by time of the day so I can do say an hour in the morning of marketing and then I'm going to write or whatever way you want to do it really and just sticking to that. Okay so the two things that really jumped out from what you've said uh, there are about routine and also perhaps a little bit around being accountable to others as well. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. as if like with your writing group, everybody comes back after the half an hour and, and, and has to kind of say what, they, what they've got up to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, nobody has to, but no, sure, know, if they sure, want sure. to, they can do. And we just say, we've got a WhatsApp group. So I just say, right, the half an hour's up. Yeah. And then everybody will share how they got on. People yeah. will say, well, I've written 2000 words, but 
they don't make any sense, <laughs> you know, or they'll say, well, I'm quite a slow writer, but I've managed to write the next paragraph in my novel and it's helped me clarify yeah. where I'm going to move next. Okay. Uh, so Abby Demi, what about, what about you? What, what you talked a little bit when you were speaking earlier about routine and how important that is for you. Do you want to expand on that? And, and also if there's anything you want to say about being accountable to others in, in your networks, is there anything around that that you want to comment on? Yeah, sure. I absolutely love uh, when this idea about having a set time with your community and just basically writing um, and then afterwards to come together. Um, it's just a lovely way of being accountable to people and there's no pressure. Um, and I really, really love that idea. So I think I might just actually pick that up with some other people that I'm mentoring um, rather than just doing um, virtual conferencing course. I think for, that's probably... I really love that idea. And I think for me, um, in terms of the work that I'm doing, I'm not, I've never really been the kind of person who, you know, I've, in terms of joining writing groups and that kind of stuff, I've never really joined one because I'm just really weird in the sense that I've just always thought, well, it's going to go to an editor. So I don't really don't need to join a writing group. Um, but I've, you know, uh, listening to Wendy talk about hers and the stuff that they're doing, I, I love that idea. I've just never done it. Uh, that's not mm. to say that I'm opposed to it, but I've just always been of the view it's going to go to an editor anyway. So in terms of the routine, um, I think it's really important to have a place of your own to write. So I have dedicated space in my house. I have a desk and I have four monitors. I think I've even put up the picture on social media a couple of weeks ago um, where I write. I never write on my bed. I don't do any work on my bed because I have that's my space for sleeping, for relaxing. Mm. So um, I have, you know, and I think because I know myself so well um, and with this writing stuff, I know what works for me. I know I need to have a clear space. I know that if I'm not exercising and reading well, if I'm not exercising and eating well, I know I'm going to struggle creatively. So I built that stuff. That's part and parcel of my routine. Um, and I think for a lot of people, like Wendy said, people struggle with actually the biggest roadblock to people is getting started and I think that's because they have this idea they have this grand plan and they think they must announce it to the world I think sometimes I love the accountability aspect of the stuff that Wendy said but I think that sometimes when you announce stuff even to your trusted ones then that you know sometimes you place yourself under pressure mm. so maybe mm. um, the biggest thing I would say to people is maybe you should just get started like whatever you, you know, <laughs> just started. Um, it does, you're not writing war and peace. Do you know what I mean? It's not the tempest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Started, you know, and I think I remember I was talking to somebody and I just said, oh, I was just, yeah, and this blog post that I was writing. And I, like, I think I had to like basically edit it like three or four times. So just like, really? You edit? I just thought you guys just like, put that stuff up. I'm like, no, you know, once you, the first draft is never the perfect one. And, you, you know, you need to go through the editing process. And for her, it was such a revelation because, she, you know, she said, I've always thought that you would have to get it perfect the first time. I'm like, trust me, like the first draft of an 80,000 word novel is just dross. But the most important thing is the fact that you've got it out there. So don't, you know, just, you know, just start, pick up a pen, whether you fret around with a pen or you're just bashing the keyboard, it doesn't matter. Just get started. Um, you know, and I want to get in the groove. And I think for some people, they think they need to be in a, what I like to call a cottage in Cornwall or in Miami somewhere with the cliffs and the waves bashing against the cliffs and all the rest of that mm. stuff because they're writing a book. 
you don't need all that stuff. Just, you know, find a place of your own. Whether that's your, you know, if you have to hide yourself away from the kids for five minutes and just write for five minutes in the bathroom, that's fine. I've had to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got kids, but I had, there was a point when I had my niece and my nephew living with me. And honestly, I would just escape to the bathroom for five minutes. It was utter, I mean, they're all grown now. But like, it, I, I, I escaped to the bathroom every night to finish you know, for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Every night for like 10 weeks or something just to finish a novel. And it, it was chaos outside of, the bathroom, outside of the bathroom. Things they were just wrecking the house to bits. But I made myself stay there for five to 10 minutes just so I could write. And but when I emerged, I felt a lot better. And I found out I didn't really mind if the house was in a tip or this crawled on the walls and all that kind of stuff because I'd got my writing done. Um, you know, so you make, you create the space. You, you do what mm. you to create that environment for you to write. So it may not be the most perfect place in the world, you know what I mean? But make yours the most important thing to anybody listening who's still kind of like, you know, just procrastinating. Just get started. You know, and I think for some people, they're looking for permission. You know, I really want to write, but unconsciously, they're looking for permission to start. You don't need any mm. permission. Mm. Just, I know it's going to sound like a sermon. It's like, just get started. That's all. Just get started. It can seem quite daunting, can't it? I suppose, especially if, if, if you're the kind of writer who, you know, you're going to be at home. You've talked up this grand um, epic piece of literature that you're going to create and it just seems like a this um it's, it's quite it looks quite daunting it's just a massive project and then and then I think starting does become quite a difficult thing because you just think gosh I don't think I can even approach this 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 great beast that I'm trying to trying to deal with but um I want to I want to talk to both of you a little bit more about workspace um and I, it it's interesting like Wendy it's interesting that I think you I think can work it sounds like you can work almost anywhere you just you're able to just do that mm-hmm. um but I wanted to ask both of you just to just to kind of expand a little bit more if you can on what a workspace should be what kind of space you need or what do you need to do to create the space to work in and maybe what are some of the things that you use they could be physical things it could be to-do lists it could be diaries timers whatever to help you do that again Wendy should we, should we start with you what do you how, yeah. what works for you I mean I'm as I say I'm used to writing anywhere anyway I write on planes I write on trains I, I don't quite write in buses because I get car sick if I do that but I you know in cafes in libraries I can write anywhere literally anywhere so that helps I do have an office at home um I sit and write in there at the moment, because it's quite chilly in Scotland, it's quite chilly in my office because it used to be a garage. It looks nothing like a garage, but of course, it's not highly insulated, even though it's got a heater in it. Um, mm. So I tend to write, at the moment, I'm writing in the conservatory during the day because the conservatory's got sun coming in and I'm a bit of a hothouse plant. I like heat. So I can't write if I'm cold, <laughs> is the one thing. But when you're there, I mean, literally, the, what you need is a table. You don't even need that, really. People can write just sitting with a laptop on their lap if they want to, or a notebook and pen in their hand. Um, the minimum you need is a notebook and pen or pencil and a laptop, a computer of some description, or an iPad. People write with iPads, you know. I know people that have written entire books on their phones and with nothing else. So you literally just need something 
something to write on and something to write with. I tend to have to-do lists then or sheets of paper next to me. Then I can jot things down if I think of something. So it's there. Um, that helps. And again, it can just be a sheet of paper or it can be something more formal. I've got something more formal because I was given two for Christmas. So <laughs> you just use what you can, really. Mm. Um, I've got a bureau in my... Uh, lounge diner and that bureau I bought when I was in Hong Kong when I was nursing long before I was ever a writer but I can sit at that and write in the sitting room where it can be a bit warmer as well so anywhere really for me but people get hung up on oh I've got nowhere to write I think I like what um, Abby Demi said about the fact you can write anywhere as long as you're away from distractions and as long as you're away from you know, if the kids are charging around, if the only place that's available is the bathroom, hey, it's a space, you know. (laughs) But I'm quite lucky in that I've got several rooms I can sit and write in Mm. because I live in a big house on my own. (laughs) So, Abby Demi, what about you? Is there anything more you want to say about um, creating a space to work in? To be honest, I have, I don't really have that much to add to what Wendy said. I have a space like a a bit, I've just called enough for the, right at the end of the living room and I've got like uh, quite a few screens, but that's just because of the, that's because of that's the way I've chosen to work. Yeah, um, that's the way I've chosen to work. I like having massive screens. I like having I like going between screens. But like when you said, you really don't need a lot. Um, and I think in terms of the equipment that I use, I have a notepad and a pen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a notepad and a pen. I really. I don't use any kind of fancy tools for writing my books, to be honest with you. I use Word. Now, some people, they swear by um, other tools like Scrivener and all the rest mm. of that stuff. Mm. I, I'm just not that, yes, that kind of person. Yes, I, I, you know, in terms of my skills, like in software and application, I have very advanced skills and knowledge when it comes to that stuff. But I think when it comes to writing, I really don't like complicating things. I use, I use Google Docs. I use Word. And that's mm. all I don't need any extra stuff. And I think one thing I found for me is like, I like work. I don't like distractions. Um, so I've got my screens, I've got Word or Google Docs. Uh, I've got Google Docs. I've got my notepad. I've got my pen. That's all I need. And, and I think I also know my attention span. So if I'm like working in long stretches of time, I might do something from like 15 minutes. There's something called, what is it called again? The Pomodoro method. Use an egg timer, write for 15 minutes, take a break, and then and then go for a walk and then come back again. Mm. And then sometimes I you know, I write nonstop for half an hour or an hour, um, and then I take a break. So it really depends on how the book is going or what I want to achieve. But so sometimes it's write nonstop for 15 minutes, take a break. And sometimes it's write nonstop for half an hour, take a break. And then sometimes it's write nonstop for an hour and then take a break. It depends what I'm trying to do. And I think also for me, I've, I know my average, um, and this comes from years of working and knowing yourself. Like I said, I've got my 10th or 11th book. I need to know that then and find out which book it is. So I know from experience that in an hour, I can basically bash out a thousand words. Um, mm. You know, mm. that's my record. That's my average for an hour. So I know how long it's going to take me to write an 80,000 word novel. Do you know what I mean? So sure. I think it takes a while for you to get there. I think don't get hung up on, I need this, I need that. You know, I need to have this amazing, like funky looking, um, you know, unpronounceable desk furniture theme um, that I need to work on or some ergonomic chair. I, you know, the, the chair I use, this office chair I use is secondhand. 
Do you know what I mean? I use the second hand office jet, it's broken. Do you know what I mean? But I still use it because it works. And I think what I think what me and Wendy are just trying to say to anybody listening, you don't need stuff. Do you know what I mean? You can lock yourself in the bathroom, put the laptop or your iPad or your phone and just basically start typing away. If mm. you don't like tech, if you don't like laptops or what have you, then just grab your notepad and just, you know, type it all out and then just get somebody mm. to write, handwrite it and just get somebody to type it out for you. Don't limit yourself by thinking everything that's got to be just perfect because mm. I don't know about you, but I think for most people, when the conditions are perfect, there will never be the perfect time. But even no. if perfect time what you will find is you will find a reason not to write it's like what wendy said why is that why you sit down to write all of a sudden you read that the house and it's cleaning <laughs> yeah it is it is that way you've got to overcome that kind of psychological barrier haven't yeah you, yeah yeah you, you know you suddenly realize so i've got to say hi to that neighbor because i haven't seen them in three weeks well yeah. why didn't you do that yesterday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things um you mentioned there abby demi was about doing some work and taking a break and, and balancing, I, I guess, work, rest and play, I suppose. And there is a lot that we can do, or there's a lot more that we can do to recharge ourselves as writers in normal times, you know, when things are, when things are, are, are functioning normally and we're not in normal times at the moment. Um, so what should we do as writers or what do you, what do each of you do to recharge yourself uh, as a writer and to recharge to kind of take a break or to recharge your imagination so that you're ready for another another bout of writing or planning or whatever you're going to do I think um, for me I've muted all my whatsapp notifications because it was just too much you know we have you know COVID-19 and all the rest of the stuff so and again with regards to the news um, I I don't really, I don't watch the news and I haven't done for a very long time, but I no. do read newspapers a lot in terms of the analysis and the, you know, the features and all the rest of that stuff. But ever since we've been quarantined at home, so to speak, I've made a decision to basically just go on one news website and one news website only, which is the BBC. And I okay. did the first thing in the morning, yep. <laughs> you know, yep. I do a summary, quick skim, check the weather because I'm British and that's what we do. We have to check the weather. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? We have to check the weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's it. I am done for the day. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, notifications are muted. Um, I, do you know what I mean? And then WhatsApp. My family know um, that if they need to get hold of me, they call. I, you know, you have, to, you have to basically protect your mental health. It's really, really important, especially with writing, where a lot of the stuff happens in your head. And with all the stuff that's happening with COVID and all the stuff that's happening in the world, if you're not careful, you just get really wound up in all this stuff. And I'll mm. tell you something, um, I used to be like a terrible Twitter person, do you know what I mean? Just consuming all this stuff because basically Twitter is a news platform. But then I realized that um, just even 10 minutes of Twitter, I just used to feel really tense and depleted at the end of it. And I just, that's when I realized actually it wasn't doing much. So I'm still on Twitter, but I don't hang out on that as much as I used to. All the notifications are muted. If the world is falling apart and going to bits, you know, you know, I don't need notifications from what family on WhatsApp or friends or social media to tell me that. Do you know what I mean? We're all just going to go down together. Well, 
Okay, you see what I mean? So we don't need notifications about that. You really, really need to protect your headspace, especially mm. as a creative person. Mm. And these are kind of, some people will say extreme measures that I've taken um, to do that. But I think from experience, I think this is really, really important. You, you do that. Live in the moment, cherish the moment. Social media, news sites, it doesn't mean to say that uh, just because you don't like to watch the news or read, you know, be on and all that stuff. It doesn't make you any less of a writer. It doesn't make you any less intelligent or artsy and creative. You're just protecting your headspace. That's all it is. So in the morning, BBC, quick skim um, of the news, find out, okay, Queen Elizabeth is still the Queen of England. That's amazing. She's still holding on. <laughs> Bless her heart. Check the weather. <laughs> Check the weather report. Okay, we're all good. And that's okay. it. You know what I mean? And that's it for the day. <laughs> you know, coronavirus, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a really yeah. good point. There is so much, there's so much content out there and the media is so frenzied at the moment with the virus thing and everything else that's happening. And there's more, more social media and whatever. And yeah, you could just get sucked into it. Um, but what about, what about you, Wen Wendy? How do you, how will you be recharging and re-energizing yourself at the moment? Well, I'm going out for a walk every day because um, I've got to get out in the air and I've got to get some exercise. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm using my one walk a day. To be honest, I haven't gone further than the end of my cul-de-sac. I'm just walking up and down it, listening to music. <laughs> but it clears my head. That's and right. again, I, I look at the news first thing in the morning and... I'm trying to limit social media, but I'm a bit less able to do that because I'm using it for the Scottish Association of Writers and mm. I'm needing to keep in touch with them because we had to cancel our big conference and we're doing things like announcing the winners of the competitions. And so, but I am trying to limit it. But they're saying, isn't there, at the moment, everybody's saying, oh, we don't need any experts that really know what they're talking about because we've got Janet from Facebook who will tell us exactly what's happening in the world. <laughs> You know, there are so many fake news stories running around and stories that it's easier just to keep keep uh, out the way uh, to a certain extent. But I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to get as much exercise as possible. I'm getting up. I'm walking around. But I'm living alone as well. And one of my concerns, not for me, because I'm fine, um, but for others who are living on their own, is it's a really difficult time because I'm literally mm. seeing no one. So yeah. one of the things I am doing, I'm very fortunate in that I've got a huge um, group of friends. So they're speaking to me every day. I'm speaking to them on Zoom. I'm speaking to them on various other platforms, OneClick.chat, and keeping in touch with people regularly. So I'm seeing a lot of people. I'm doing online quizzes with my church. I'm doing online church. I'm doing lots of things that are actually keeping me in touch with other people. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to do at the moment is keep in touch with people. Interesting. So it, it sounds from what you guys are saying as if we don't want lots of news and angst-inducing social media chatter, but we do need authentic relationships and authentic engagement yeah. with with real people human be other human beings yeah. um friends Definitely. family in a in a planned a kind of in a planned way yeah so that then you can do the other stuff that you need to do um yeah. i wondered if i wondered as well if both of you could say a little bit more about self-care and looking after ourselves we've kind of skirted around the edge of this issue and both of you have made some contribution there so Abidemi, maybe we could start with you. What are the what are the things that 
you've, I mean, you've talked about kind of mental health and which is like really critical at the moment. Yeah. Are there other, are there more, is there more you want to say about that? And are there other things that you'd like to say around self-care for, okay. for writers and perhaps people generally at the moment? Definitely. I'm really passionate about like, I call it mental wealth for creatives and that's mm. what I think. But I think, because I think a lot of the time people think, this is just a weird thing. And like, Wendy, please feel free to butt in on this. It's just, you know, people expect you to have some form of mental illness if you're a creative. It's like, that's part on parcel. Do you know what I mean? It's like, nobody, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's yes. part parcel of the art. You just, you know, yes. your art. Like, do you know, there are three doctors in my family. Do you know what I mean? So I don't, I can't imagine people going to them and saying, yeah, I expect you to have lots of mental health because, you know, health issues. Um, because, you know, you're a doctor, you're dealing with, you know, cross-section of society. But you don't have the same expectations from doctors or plumbers. Do you know what I mean? Well, you tell somebody you're creative. It's like, yeah, I must be all that art there. But, you know, this is just part of the course. It's it's, it's just, I I really don't agree with it. And I'm really, really fighting back against it. And I Mm. think something that you really should not encourage in our community, um, Mm. in, 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 in the creative arts. So for someone like me who's had bouts of, you know, challenges with mental health and all the rest of that stuff. I really, really, you know, I'm really, really thankful for my faith because it just really, really helped me. And again, because of that and because of the faith, and I think when you have, you know, because of my faith, I've been able to basically take a step back and just really live life on really simpler and more authentic terms, whether in terms of my eating habits. So my diet is now mostly plant-based. In terms of exercise, I've always been like a fitness um, um, geek, <laughs> you know, mm. exercise and being fit and being healthy. But now I take a more conscious and intentional approach to it. And I think, you know, you really need to take that time out. And people think, fine, you may not be able to go running. But it's like Wendy said, even if you step out of your house for five minutes, just to go for a walk. So for mm. me... Um, I, what I do is in the morning, I go for a run. Obviously, I can't go to the gym anymore. I go for a run, come back, I may do some more stretches and turn to the exercise YouTube. But at the end of the day, working from home, since we're all working, I like to wash off the day. So that's by going for a walk. I live in suburbia in London, so I can go for lots and lots of lots of, there's lots of greenery, so I can go for like hikes and stuff. So that's what keeps me sane. And when I come back, it's like, okay, I have finished work now. I have shaken off the day of work. So I'm now coming back into myself. Um, so drinking lots of water, it sounds really weird. I'm not talking mm. to you, I know. But just no, it's really important, isn't it, actually? Yeah. yeah. One of the things that people say is like, oh, my personality is by nature very vibrant. I'm very extrovert. By the, by, by the same token, like I'm quite introverted in the sense that I really, really, really... <clears throat> Um, in terms of my well-being, my mental health, that would always come first. And I think people are often surprised when they're like, well, you're not, you don't seem like a typical writer, you know, because the thing is, we're all meant to be shy and retiring. I look at Wendy, she does she seem to you to be a shy and retiring person? She's not. <laughs> <laughs> she's not really, no. <laughs> no, she's not. So you're, I think, and that's what also presents, prevents people from actually um, basically acting on this writing passion. They think I have to be a certain way. I have to have mental health issues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. otherwise I'm not, I'm not a real writer. I have to be introvert. I have to be this. And in the meantime, you've got this amazing book inside of you 
that you need to write, but that you think, oh, I have to have the perfect work workspace. I have to be, I have to have two PhDs from Cambridge. I have to be introverted. All that stuff doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Take care of yourself. <laughs> Essentially, that's what. Yeah, it's interesting as well that it sounds as if there is there is a thing around take care of yourself, but there's also a, a thing perhaps around accept who you are, accept how you are yes. and know know who you are and what you're like and Absolutely. and self-knowledge i think self-knowledge is really important and it comes with time and yeah. and you know grows gradually but also be content with who you are yeah um, you don't have to be somebody else you don't have to be a certain kind of person to write or you don't have to you are just you just just be who you are so there's a thing there for us all to learn i think yeah. um wendy do you want to say a little bit about this self-care thing How's, i mean how i would agree with what abai demi is saying um it's you know really important to look after your mental health and one of the ways you can do that is by exercising even if it's and getting out in the sunlight you need mm. to get, you need to get out in natural light because we're getting no natural light when we're indoors all the time mm. now i know mm. we're limited in what we can do at the moment but even if you do that once a day and just Go for a walk up the street and back. You're getting fresh air, and you really are getting fresh air at the moment because pollution's gone down. Uh, yeah, so that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Even in the city, you're getting fresh air. You know, open the windows, hang out the windows. I was chatting to one of my neighbours the other day. She was hanging outside her upstairs window, and I was in the middle of the street, and we were having a chat. You know, so get some fresh air. And eat properly. It is so easy when you're stuck at home to just slob and think, oh, I'll have a bag of crisps. Oh, look at that chocolate bar. I'll just eat that chocolate bar. Oh, I'm not hungry because I've been eating all morning. I won't have lunch. And Mm. I think eating healthy food can help. Eating fruit, getting lots of vitamin C, all of that can help to keep you healthy, both mentally and physically. Mm. Um, Mm. Apparently, one of the ways to get fit at the moment is to do whatever Joe is doing first thing in the morning on the the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Weeks, whatever his name is, yeah. doing things with kids and killing adults by the sounds of it. (laughs) <laughs> I've I've seen some of his routines. He doesn't mess about. He's pretty he's pretty fierce. Isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty full on, isn't he? he is. I've got a bad back, so I'm kind of avoiding it and doing the exercises oh, wow. the osteopath gave me. Yeah, I'd stick to those if I were you, Wendy. <laughs> so um th- now I, something else I want to ask both of you, I, I alluded to this at the beginning. You both um you both know something about marketing. You've uh, you've both got got a bit of a background in marketing and I want to ask you both if you could tell us a little bit about how as writers what can we do to promote our work particularly at this time where maybe some other opportunities are coming up but other opportunities have closed down like when do you can't go to Paris at the moment which is dreadful oh, gosh um what what can we do as writers to promote our work and market our, our work and ourselves at this time yeah well what I mean, really, it's a lot of it's online now. So you're having to do online marketing, but it's doing it in ways that's not going to hack everybody off because already everybody's newsfeed's full of coronavirus. If you then suddenly add buy my book, and that's all they're getting, they're going to be yeah. like, get off my that's it profile. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> no way, you're getting on my nerves. So yeah. you need to, and it's into, I think. Um, Abby Demi uh, referred to this earlier and I would 100% agree it's working together 
if authors work together during this time to promote books, to do box sets, to um, help each other out, talk about each other's books. If you're having a book launch, then other people help you. If they're having a book launch, you help them. And yeah. one of the things, I'm a member of a lot of groups on Facebook. Um, and one of the groups, which doesn't allow any promotion whatsoever, is given one, they give, every day is given over to a different author. And you're allowed to promote your books, not just promote your books. Tell them about you. Tell them about oh, okay. you as a writer. Tell them what you do and mm-hmm. tell them about your books. And my book sales went up phenomenally that day because everybody was hearing about them. So it's things like that. If you are running groups on Facebook, give them a day to give them a time to be able to promote, to be able to put their um, things forward and to talk about them, talk about themselves. And it's also accessing the opportunities because if somebody announces in a group, oh, would you like to promote your books for a day? And then you don't respond, then it isn't going to happen. Oh. You know, So you need to respond in the affirmative, unless you really don't want to, in which case that's absolutely fine, because everybody does things differently. And it's looking at unique ways to do things. And also, there's a lot of prepared promotion is going to be more important at the moment. Definitely. Um, hmm. Promotion is key as well. You, you can't get away from it. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not doing paid promotion, then you're not going to get seen. So we're talking here about Facebook, Facebook ads, ads, Amazon yeah. ads. You doing ads on things like Fussy Librarian, E Reader News Today, the huge, huge, huge elephant, which is BookBub. Um, but again, you'll be lucky if you get a book bub. Everybody will have died of old age, never mind coronavirus, before <laughs> a book comes up. <laughs> book bub, yeah. You know, it's, it's <laughs> difficult to get. But Quite it's looking at different ways you can do it. And yeah. I've started some paid promotions at the moment as well. Um, may I mention my podcast, if you don't mind? Please uh, do, Andrew? yes. Uh, my podcast is called The Writing and Marketing Show. Now, the reason I'm mentioning that was last week um, I interviewed a lady called Amy Collins, who's a New York marketer and publicist. And she has uh, given over a whole show to giving her advice on how to market ebooks. So that's good advice to listen mm-hmm. to. So listening to that um, pro listening to that episode is worth listening to because it does give you ideas. And I think at that point I'll hand over to Abai Demi because I'm sure she's got <laughs> loads more to be able to say. Just before we do, just tell us the name of your podcast again, Wendy, if people want to it's go and check it out. The Writing and Marketing Show. Okay. And the and that guest that you had on the on your last episode it was called Her name is Amy A M Y Collins C O L L I N S. That's great. Okay. Abademi Marketing and promotion. What 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 do you reckon? What what can we do? I think for me, I think if you're a writer, number one, you need to align yourself to the fact that marketing is something you're going. You know, it's not a dirty word. No. Um. So you need to, if you want to succeed, that's something you need to do. I think. So I think for a lot of people listening to this, they might have listened to Wendy and have thought to themselves, "Oh, you know." She got a trip cancelled. She's supposed to be in Paris, and a you know a trip, you know a nine week trip across the US has been cancelled. When you think about writing and books, and that's the kind of quote unquote sexist stuff they think about, but they don't think about the stuff that you had to do to get to that point mm. in your career. 
Mm. And can I just say to people, like when she's out there on the road, whether she's in Paris or Slough or Texas in the United States, (laughs) she's still, (laughs) do you know what I mean? (laughs) Paris, Slough and Texas, what a mix. Yeah, precisely. (laughs) I've never been to Slough and I've never been to Texas, but hey. I I should go there. I've missed them in my whirlwind tour, you know. I'll have to go now. But you know what I mean? The point is when yeah. you're out there, you are on, you are still hustling, you are yeah. selling. And that's what people need to understand. You are selling. So, um, and that's not a sleazy word. Um, it doesn't mean to say it's all sleazy. You know, you're meeting your fans, you're talking to them, you're asking questions, but actually yeah. you're on, you are selling, you're doing your job as an author and bring your books to a whole new audience. And I think people need to get away from the fact if you think I'm just going to write my book, I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to run away and hide because I want to talk about it. That doesn't work. No. Whether you're self-publisher, whether you're with a traditional publisher, you need to get your marketing um, um, uh, uh, game on. And uh, you need yeah. to just be clear in your mind that marketing is just something I have to do. In your job, in any case, with if you have a nine to five, you show up every day at nine o'clock or you know, if you're doing shift work, you show up, you do your job. You need to approach writing a book um, the same way. So for me, I think that's the biggest roadblock that I see in people. I don't mind marketing. And that's not because I've had to do it and it's part of my day job and over the years. You know, for me, it's just I am doing my job as a writer. This is the business of writing. And it's different from the creative um, writing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I remember one time um, I had to, I had a book and I had to do basically do a tour of um, East Africa um and it was the hours were long they were really long i was getting picked up i don't know five o'clock just to go on television you know for 7 a.m in the morning and it was just non-stop it was non-stop but i tell you what though when i I remember like i think the first country was kenya and after three days um i got to the airport and i remember the immigration officer because i had i think the next contract that was uganda this is just one of the books um, but, I, I, but I just remember like the immigration officer said, oh, I've heard you on radio, I've seen you on television, you're just everywhere. You know, I also saw mm-hmm. you in my shopping mall. And this is a power of marketing. He said, I am now seeing you face to face. I am now going to buy your book. And um, I even had friends like emailing me and saying, oh, my gosh, like I've just seen you everywhere. And even simple things. I had the opportunity to go on BBC radio a couple of years ago for another book. And I remember my auntie calling me, she was in Dubai, and my sister calling me from Ghana saying, oh my God, I've just heard you. My friends are listening to you on radio right now. They want to buy your book. This is the power of marketing. This is the power of doing your job. Marketing is not a dirty word. And I know not everybody can go on BBC. You can't go on all these things, but it's the little things that you do. Um, Social media is free. Um, You know, I know it seemed like I was just basically just saying social media was bad earlier. But I think use it to your advantage. Like the book I've got coming out in June um, is set in Nigeria. So maybe one of the things I'm going to do as part of my marketing is just basically um, cook one of the dishes mentioned in the book live on Instagram. Mm. Uh, wow. Do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. I, it's just ideas <laughs> being open. So that way it's not so much about buying my book. It's about this is the dish that has featured in my book. I am now yes. sharing it with you guys. And that would yes. just get people's interest, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So that's yeah. okay for Instagram. And then for Facebook, I'm definitely going to run Facebook ads. And then for Twitter, that's more of a news platform. It's about just, you know, the way you present that information, the topics mentioned in the book. So, and I think it's just been open. And if you like, you know, if you're one of those people, you think, well, I don't like being on camera. 
I just want to give you a heads up. Nobody cares how you look on camera. Like, you know, people don't like, what I find in social media, when you, when you have to do, you know, when you go live, your video, people don't really look at you. It's more about, they're looking at this kind of, the value that you bring to their lives. So if you're mm-hmm. sitting up there and you're stressing about how you look or if you feel perfect, I've realized that people, for some reason, that just turns people off. People like to see ordinary looking people on, on social media. I don't know if that's been your experience, Wendy, but that's been my experience. So if yeah. I show them I'm looking all glammed up and stuff, they're like, nah, she's not like me. And that's why you mm. find a lot of models are not making mm. as much money as they used to because they're turning more and more to influencers, people who look like them in as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a strange one. I'm just saying just embrace it. And, you know, you've written this book. Don't be embarrassed about it. Tell people about it. You'll be surprised. You know, that's not to say you have to talk about it every five minutes. It's just just boring. People have got lives to live, you know. But you'd be surprised. I think some people, they're like embarrassed. Because that's what you say to them. Mm. People ask you about your book, own it. Or you've written a book. Oh, that's amazing. What's it called? It's X, Y, Z. Don't go. It doesn't matter. It matters. You've written it. You you know, it takes a lot for somebody to write a book. Own it. And I guarantee nine times out of 10 people will say, oh, I must buy that book. Uh, and that's, that's great. And I, I would just briefly add to that, that this whole issue of being in the right sense, proud of your work and being, you know, and actually standing up for your work, as it were, I think is really important. And, and it's, it's yet another reason why doing the very best you can mm. with your book is is really important because it's so that you can have a sense of, uh, of actually, yeah, I've, I know I've done the best. I mean, I know this has been my experience. I know I've done the very best I can with, with a book. Yeah. It may not be perfect, but I know I've done the best I can. Yeah. Therefore I can stand up and, and talk about it and I can be proud of it in the right way. Um, yeah, and that's a good thing. So we're, we're coming to a close now, but I just want to ask each of you, maybe if you could give one final piece of advice and also just tell people a little, uh, where they can find out more about you um, and perhaps perhaps a thing that you're working on at the moment that you're really excited about at the moment. So just a little bit of advice. This is the great thing I'm doing at the moment and this is where people can find out some more. So Wendy, should we start with you? My piece of advice is write, edit, market, or write, market, edit, market, <laughs> write, relax, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's what we should have you say that do. again i was uh, that, that that kind of <laughs> right. phased me slightly are you going to be able to say that again if I ask right <laughs> market edit market relax repeat okay <laughs> i love that there you are that's what you do that's great you have to have so rinse is, somewhere in there don't you what are you um, doing at the moment that's particularly i'm exciting working on project? several things at the moment I'm uh, yeah and that doesn't surprise fly, me. you know just for a change andy you know me <laughs> Um, I decided to uh, revamp my entire Killer's Curse, which is the next D.I. Shona McKenzie, which should have been out weeks ago, but is now going to be out very soon. Um, I'm writing book two of the uh, Cass Claymore Mysteries. Uh, okay. That's yep. called Blood and Bones. That'll be out soon. And, and I'm doing this marketing book. 
um, and I'm doing book four of, uh, it's not book four, book three of the Ferguson Flora Mysteries. Okay. And that's going to be called The Warrior's Revenge. There you go. Oh. So when, when, do you think, when do you think your marketing book's going to be out? Do you know? Or is that? Is that Very is soon. It? I'm just waiting for a chapter from someone who I've asked to write a chapter sure. for it. And okay. when that arrives, it will be out. Okay. And how can people find out more about you then, Wendy? They can find out more about me on my website, wendyhjones.com. Do not forget that H. Wendyhjones.com. <laughs> you can find out about me on uh, my Amazon author page, which is Wendy H. Jones, or any of my social media. Sure. I am, wait for it, Wendy H. The Jones. H. Jones. Don't forget the H. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What about you, Abby Demi? What what do you what do you do? What advice would you give? Them what are you doing at the moment that's that's exciting you? I'm just going to echo exactly what um, what Wendy said. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, uh, um, my editor for this book that's coming out in June, it's called Looking for Bono. Um, she said, um, "What what was the what was what's, what was really different about this book for you?" I said, "Basically, I wrote this book like nobody was ever going to read it." She said, "Yeah, I could tell because basically it's just so crazy." Um, I wrote without, I just didn't care. And when you write with freedom, then you get all the best bits out. And obviously we've got the, we've got the editor who's basically going to turn it around and make it into something good. So mm. but anybody mm. listening to this, write as if nobody's going to read it, then get really, really, if you're going to self-publish, get yourself the best editor that you can buy. I'm always surprised when people moan about how expensive editors are. I'm like, they're turning your dross into... Uh, they're turning your drossy writing into pearls. You know, the better edited your book is, then the more chance is going to sell. Do you know what I mean? So and take, yeah, pride sure. in your take the marketing stuff very, very, very seriously because it really does matter. Write a book you'll be proud of, take the marketing seriously. And in terms of what I'm working on right now, creating, developing software for writers, um, software for writers. I'm really excited about that because I like tech. And you can find more about me um, and how to write basically at abidemi.tv. That's just think Abby and Demi and put the two together, abidemi.tv. And that's the, mm. that's the website. Um, this is cool. really nice, actually. It hasn't really felt like a podcast. It's felt more like a chat between friends. This is really lovely, yeah. Andy. Thank you. This is, this is, this is how I do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be. I always say this to my guests. I, I, I like, it shouldn't be an ordeal. Yeah. It's not an, you know, it's not a kind of examination or something. It should be just it should be just a conversation. Yeah. Um and and that way the best stuff comes out. So um I've I've really enjoyed talking to you to you too. And sure. um there's some been some really interesting lessons I think come out from this around things like routine and accountability, just getting started finding the right space and knowing who you are and looking after yourself and some of the ideas we talked about that and then some of the marketing ideas and and having res- kind of almost kind of sense of respect in your work so I think it's been really great um and I thank you both for your time it's been it's been uh, it's been informative and enjoyable talking to you, thank so, you. Much, Andy. so thanks very much indeed Wendy and Abidemi thank you okay. thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creative Writers Tool Belt podcast. 
before you go. I just want to remind you that you can get a copy of my latest novel, The Centauri Survivors, on Amazon.com for 99 cents or Amazon.co.uk for 99p between the 3rd and 8th of April. And also for the same price, a copy of the Creative Writers Toolbelt Handbook, which accompanies this series and gives all of the advice and insight from all of the guests that I had over the first 100 episodes, covering a whole range of subjects and topics about the craft. If you haven't got copies of these books, go and get your copy now. Thank you for listening to the Creative Writers Toolbelt podcast. If you want to find out more about the podcast or me, just go to my website. It's andrewjchamberlain.com. Thank you.